This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, and give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. I was swiping, I was dating, but I had no idea what in the hell I wanted. I was finding that all the guys I'd matched with on Bumble liked texting. I offered to meet in person more than once. They offered more texting. It's not that I don't love writing and putting together the story of my life, but writing is my day job. I didn't have the time to have my phone in my hand day and night. The screen time enabled, it was becoming obvious I'd gone from one to two plus hours daily staring at my phone and not into the eyes of real people. That wasn't a good thing. When FWB popped up on OkCupid, I swiped because he was cute. Even though Bumble was the only app where women had to initiate contact, I was tired of waiting for guys to hit me up. So I went first this time. On his profile, FWB had mentioned he was recently separated. It was something I could totally relate to. Me. Recently separated myself. What do you like to do for fun? FWB. Hello, I'm sorry to hear that. I like to go to the movies, concerts, dinner, travel, go different pubs. Yourself? Nice to meet you. Pubs? I wanted to tell him he might be on the wrong continent, or maybe there are a bunch of pubs in Los Angeles, and I'd miss them. Me. I love theater, leaving in a moment for a play, museums, having a glass of wine out. I work at home, so I do like to go out. I also travel quite a bit for long stretches. FWB. Nice. What kind of work do you do? Me? I'm a writer, novelist. What about you? FWB. Very cool. I'm a marketing and hospitality coordinator for a law firm in Century City. How's things going for you on this app? Everyone wanted to know how other people's experiences were on the various apps. It's half of what guys wanted to talk about on dates. From my limited experience, women matched with nearly every guy they swiped on. Why? Because the conventional wisdom for guys was to swipe on every single woman. This was a completely imperfect system that left me with dozens of matches a day and guys complaining that women didn't pick them. But how could we when reading profiles and sending messages could be a full-time job? At this point, I'd have said disappointing, but didn't want to bog the conversation down with negativity. Me? I worked in Century City back in one of those twin buildings, so I can't remember which. The app? It's been about a week. FWB. Okay, okay, cool. Have you found someone to see? I'm hardly ever on this app. Guys always said that. It was a total lie. OkCupid at least had a little green badge next to a guy's picture when they were online. Every time I'd logged on in the past few days, FWB was online. I'm not sure where the impulse came from, where men felt compelled to say they were never on the apps. They were always on the apps. Me, that was only a half a thought because the valet came with my car. Interestingly, meeting people in person seems difficult. Everyone I've encountered wants to text. Not an indictment, just something I didn't expect. FWB, 
I don't mind meeting, coffee, or a drink. I'm also recently separated, not looking for anything serious. Just friendship and intimacy, not just a hookup. Me, the same. I don't think I have the capacity for a big new thing. Where in LA do you live? I'm in West Hollywood. FWB, sounds great. I live in the Valley. We can meet soon if you're interested. He included his 619 number. Me, I just moved from the Valley back to where I lived before the Grove was here. I was in Studio City. FWB, oh, okay. I'm in San Fernando. Moved from San Diego recently. I gave him my number. Me? Maybe we can meet up for coffee tomorrow. Tomorrow never came. Or rather, tomorrow came, but not a date with FWB. It turned out that his San Fernando Valley was actually the city of San Fernando. Even after more than a decade and a half in Los Angeles, I'd never been there. I think it was where the city... It was the city Michael Connolly's Bosch was working in post-LAPD retirement. But other than that, it was a mystery. I googled the location and it turned out to be 17 miles from West Hollywood. In Southern California time, that may as well have been a million miles away. It was easily a 30-minute drive on a good traffic day. We rarely had good traffic days. I'd offered to meet him on a late Thursday morning. Excuse me. I had offered to meet him on a late Saturday morning at a coffee shop on Santa Monica and Fairfax across the street from Starbucks. It was quieter with arguably better coffee, but he texted and said that he'd had some stuff to take care of. It was only when my phone's text tone dinged that I realized I'd forgotten that I'd set up another date for that afternoon. So I left the date and time open because the other guy, Mr. Basketball, was arguably cuter. FWB worked in Century City near a very large mall. Like I texted earlier, I'd worked there myself many years back when I was doing temporary office work to help support my writing. I proposed meeting there. I figured that would provide a natural time limit if I should need an escape route. When driving over during the middle of the day, I regretted not meeting in West Hollywood. The drive through Beverly Hills to the mall was a slow midday crawl. Because I'd walked to the mall when I'd worked across the street, I'd forgotten the serpentine parking situation. As much of a time freak as I was, being late drove me crazy. Eventually, I found a space, then wove my way back through the lot, up the escalators, and through the mall to Randy's Donuts. Even with my parking situation, I arrived before he did, but he was the first date to arrive on time. He was probably six foot tall easily, and younger than me by a few years, but he wasn't as cute as his picture. Instead, he was the picture of corporate marketing, not exactly my type. I wasn't 17, though, and still believed that attraction could grow and didn't always need to be there at the beginning. Okay, maybe I didn't believe that exactly, but I was willing to entertain the idea. Although I did wonder how many people we could or would be attracted to immediately upon meeting them. Anyway, I switched it up and ordered chamomile tea instead of peppermint. He got coffee of some sort. He paid, though I offered to cover myself. We found a place to sit on one of the oversized couches that dotted the common areas of the mall. Tell me a little bit about yourself, I said. I'm working for a law firm managing marketing. I used to work in the San Diego office, but can now work here. Are you from California, I asked. So many of these guys in the apps were native. I wasn't sure how I felt about that. Being from the East Coast gave me a certain perspective on life that I didn't always share with natives. My East Coast friends who dated and married natives complained a lot about the differences. 3,000 miles was a lot to bridge. San Fernando, actually, he said. So what brought you to San Diego then? I was married, am married, separated. I actually spend every other weekend down there now with my daughter. How old is she? Only one. That's all the time I can get with her. So you drive down to San Diego? 
every other weekend. If your daughter's down there, why come back? My dad was sick and my mother's not well enough to care for him. So I'm living in their garage apartment while I help them out. It's admirable, I said. All that you're doing, I hedged. We were at that age. All my friends actually were at the phase of life where we were so-called sandwiched between young children, or at least children who weren't self-sufficient, and parents who were facing all sorts of illnesses and needed care, often alone, widowed or divorced, or with spouses incapable of helping with sickness or care. It was becoming obvious why he wasn't ready for any kind of serious relationship. He had he already had nearly three full-time commitments. So what are you looking for? It was becoming my new default question, what I was asking earlier and earlier. What people wrote in their profiles seemed to have little relationship, pun intended, to what they wanted. Intimacy. He paused, and I let it sit there a second. I'd like to go out to dinner, listen to live music, maybe then have sex. I looked around as if it mattered who might be listening. Everyone said they'd valued honesty, but maybe Americans varied valued subtlety more. At least I was starting to think I might. Despite the shock or whatever the emotion was that made me a little bit squirmy, it was, I thought, exactly what I was looking for, but maybe not in his particular package. My unarticulated rejection felt arbitrary and a bit mean. That was the dating game, though, like fishing, lots of casting, lots of culling. Eventually, I nodded. Sounds good. I like the same kinds of things, but theater as well. That's important to me. So it sounds like we're compatible then. I certainly think you're very attractive. For some reason, people talking about my looks made me uncomfortable. In my estimation, I was a reasonably attractive woman who looked younger than her age. Gray hair and middle-aged weight were creeping up on me, though. Vanity kept me exercising, waxing, getting expensive hair extensions, and dressing for my body type. I made an effort to put forward the best me that I could, though I didn't necessarily want to be complimented on the effort. I should let you get back to work, I said. I certainly needed some time to get more words down today. You'll think about it, my proposal? He asked. I nodded in a way that I hoped looked thoughtful. I'll think about it. We hugged and said our goodbyes. I did think about it for the 10 minutes it took me to weave my way through Macy's, ignoring the shoes and jewelry, descending to the underground parking and getting into my car. The relationship sounded exactly what I wanted, just not with him. He wasn't enough my type. A few hours later, I got this text. FWB, it was great meeting you at Randy's Donuts. Me? That's a heck of a shop name, lol. FWB, I think we'd have great chemistry, Jolie. Then a few days later, another text arrived. It was his Hail Mary pass. FWB, will you let me know your thoughts on my proposition? Me? Friends with benefits, right? FWB, yes. I'm looking for intimacy with no strings. Think it over and get back to me. Have a lovely night. I didn't get back to him. Honestly, it seemed like his life was full. An almost toddler, a four-hour drive away, needy parents, a demanding job. I let silence be my answer. I don't eat sweets. Um, that's just a personal preference. But um, who wouldn't like a Randy Donut? I think I probably had, I don't know if I said, either chamomile tea or um, peppermint tea. Who knows? It was um, interesting. So in the middle of this mall, so the Century City Mall um, has no roof. Um, I guess the stores probably have roofs. But 
the main part of the mall just has no roof because it's California and everything's outside. So we were sitting and they have this like, they have all these like super comfy seats actually. And we were sitting in some like huge couch or something like that. Um, not too far from Randy's donuts. And, uh, his like, I want sex thing (laughs) said out loud in public. I don't know. For some reason, I actually still find it shocking. I don't know, like a year later, certainly other people have said it, but I feel like they were more subtle or maybe they weren't. I don't know. I am reading this along with you. So um, my memory is a year old and uh, who knows, but uh, it was uh, interesting. I don't know, a toddler like in San Diego, since San Diego is either two hours or four hours away. I think it's only 80 miles to be frank, um, right near the border. Um, of California and Mexico and um, but it's a long drive I've done it it's oh my god it's mind-numbing sometimes on the way back especially since you have to pass there's usually or sometimes like a roadblock where they are doing immigration sweeps Um, if you do it early in the morning um, actually you can skip the immigration sweep but there's a huge sign that lets you know that that's coming Um, but it's on the four or five and that'll suck up even more time um I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, in retrospect, what I have, should I have? Nah, no, 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 should I have? No. Um, He really had too much. I mean, his father was really sick. He was living in San Fernando, um, above their garage in some studio or some whatever. And so caring for his dad, helping his mom, driving to San Diego to visit his kid, and also a full-time marketing job. So, um... I felt that he didn't have any time, ironically, um, and that it would be like, I'd have to like reconfigure my whole life around um, these like dinner sex dates. And it didn't seem ideal. He seemed perfectly nice and delightful. He was up front, you know, he was up front that he was unavailable and, um, and still married. So I do wonder I don't know. So do people like him become unavailable? I mean, become available, I guess. Um, I'm sorry, I'm reading a book about unavailability and it's all in my head. Um, Because I wonder, like, he clearly had a commitment before. His parents were married. Who knows the state of that? And um, so he seemed like a commitment-minded, fairly sane person. And I wonder, A, if he found someone to work an arrangement with, and B, um, whether or not once he like got divorced and figured out what he was going to do about custody with his child in San Diego, whether or not he was ready to enter into a long-term relationship. I don't even know if I asked him if that's what he wanted. Who's to say? I don't know. The thing I remember about that date is not having a donut, not shopping, although I do think I may have gone to the moleskin store and bought a notebook it seems like something i may have done or maybe that was a different date but um i don't know uh i don't even remember his name i'd have to go look it up (laughs) somewhere maybe i actually i think i have a key somewhere of people's real names um and phone numbers um and then who they are in this book because when my assistant was putting it together we had to make sure to scrub everything but I will say that I also do keep that because if I turned up dead then there'd be a list of suspects um 
but I do wonder about him. I, I'm trying to think, maybe in retrospect, he was one of the nicest people I met. Um, fairly honest, upfront, well-behaved. Huh. Can I think about that? I think about that a little bit. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week. <laughs>